baby bus. Around the world in eighty days. Episode twenty-three. Captain Fogg. Wednesday, December eleven, eighteen seventy-two. On the seventieth day of our trip around the world in eighty days, we reached New York. With a green glint in their eyes, their mouths opened, revealing sharp fangs. The pack of North American gray wolves charged toward the sledge in a crazy frenzy. Sitting at the back of the sledge, Passepartout looked back and screamed in fear. Oh no! The wolves are coming over! Mr. Mudge, make the sledge go faster! Oh, don't worry. The sledge relies on the power of the wind. And the wind is so strong now, the wolves won't be able to catch up with us. Uh, unless the wind dies down. Mudge hadn't finished speaking when the howling wind suddenly died down. The speeding sledge slowed down abruptly. Oh no! The wind has really died down. While they were talking, the wolves caught up with the sledge. The wolves ran in front, stretching to reach Passepartout's bottom, trying to take a bite. Passepartout quickly moved his bottom, narrowly escaping the wolves' attack. Mr. Mudge, didn't you say you know how to get us out of here? Think of an idea, then. Yeah. Oh no! Idea! Idea! No! Well, can't you sacrifice your bottom for the good of all of us? No way! The pack of hungry wolves followed closely, and one of them cleverly moved around to the side of the sledge, attacking the passengers from the front. Ah! Go away! I'm skinny and short. I have no meat. Lady Aouda turned pale with fear. She held on to Mr. Fogg's hand tightly. Mr. Fogg said calmly, "Passepartout, get the gun." Passepartout suddenly remembered that there was a gun hidden in his bag. He quickly dug out the gun and was about to turn around. A wolf bit down on the gun in Passepartout's hand. It pulled hard, and Passepartout, caught by surprise, tumbled from the sledge. Passepartout, watch out! Then, something unexpected happened. When Passepartout tumbled off, he landed squarely and heavily on the head of the wolf. Passepartout weighed at least a hundred kilograms. The impact when he landed on the wolf was huge. The wolf wailed and retreated a couple steps. The other wolves followed suit, halting the chase. The pack of gray wolves was obviously startled by the sudden attack from Passepartout. They watched blankly as Passepartout seized the chance to jump back into the sledge. The wind became stronger again, and the sledge suddenly sped up and glided ahead, leaving the pack of wolves far behind. Phew! We're finally safe. That was a close one. Mudge glanced at Passepartout and gave him the thumbs up. Passepartout, even the beloved. Almighty Mudge cannot help admiring your weight. Ah, <laughs> <laughs>、uh, Passepartout! I wish I could award your big backside a medal of bravery. <laughs> Passepartout slowly recovered from his terror and scratched his head proudly. Actually, now that you mention it, my bottom is pretty talented. It can dance and beat up gray wolves. <laughs> <laughs> the sledge continued flying forward. Around one o'clock in the afternoon, 
Mr. Fogg and his party arrived at the Omaha train station safely. Wasting no time, they rushed to board the train bound for New York. Two days later, at 11.15 p.m., they arrived at the wharf in New York. But the ocean liner bound for Liverpool had already departed. Mr. Fogg, the ocean liner already left. What shall we do? Sir, it's my fault. I've caused you a lot of trouble throughout this whole trip. Your journey would have been smoother without me. Passepartout felt really guilty, and he wished he could give himself a hard slap. Mr. Fogg didn't seem like he blamed Passepartout. He seemed very relaxed as he turned around and walked in the opposite direction from the wharf. Come on, it's late. Let's get some rest tonight and talk about it tomorrow. Mr. Fogg and the others found a hotel near the wharf and stayed the night. Lady Aouda, Passepartout, and Fix were all full of anxiety. They tossed and turned in their beds, unable to sleep. Mr. Fogg slept very well. The next morning, he rose early and went alone to the wharf, trying to find a ship sailing to Liverpool. He strolled around the wharf and found a huge merchant ship. I'm sure this merchant ship can take us to Liverpool. Mr. Fogg boarded the merchant ship. On the deck, a burly man was reprimanding his crew. Hey you, wipe the deck clean or you won't eat. And you, don't think I can't hear you badmouthing me. I may be old, but I can still send you into the sea with one kick. Mr. Fogg walked up to the burly man and asked softly, Is the captain here? The burly man turned around and glanced coldly at Mr. Fogg. I'm Captain Speedy, captain of this merchant ship, the Henrietta. Who are you? My name is Fogg. Is your ship leaving now? In an hour. Where is it going? Bordeaux, France. Are you willing to take me to Liverpool in England? No. I can pay you. No. Can I rent your ship? No. Buy your ship? No. No room for discussion? No. All right then. Just take me to Bordeaux, France. No. I'll give you $8,000. Deal. $8,000 was a huge sum of money, enough to buy a big house in America. Captain Speedy was immediately agreeable when he heard this amount. Departure time is 9 o'clock. Can you make it? I have three other companions. We'll board the ship on time. Mr. Fogg returned to the hotel, packed his suitcases, and led Lady Aouda, Passepartout, and Fix to the Henrietta. They boarded the merchant ship. That night, Mr. Fogg paid Captain Speedy $8,000 as per the agreement. $8,000 is a lot of money. Even though Captain Speedy's face remained cold, inwardly he was thrilled. He went back to his cabin and counted the money seriously, carefully, and happily over and over again. Even when he was asleep, the captain hugged the money to himself tightly. Early the next morning, Captain Speedy woke up and walked out of the cabin. He saw someone standing on the deck. He was wearing a captain's uniform. Hey, who are you? Why are you wearing my captain's uniform? Captain Speedy's eyes opened wide with rage. Hearing Captain Speedy's cry, the person turned around. He was handsome and wore a calm expression on his face. It was none other than Mr. Fogg. <gasps> it's you? Mr. Speedy, 
From now on, I've officially replaced you as the captain of the Henrietta. Please, call me Captain Fogg. How did Mr. Fogg become the new captain of the Henrietta? The answer is in the next episode.